Hello and welcome to the Manga Log Podcast. This is a weekly 15 to 30 minute spoiler-free manga podcast where I introduce a new series each week. And I tend to focus on series that are only legally available in English and can be accessed both digitally and physically. My name is John. I'm the sole host of the podcast, but I do welcome community participation. And speaking of which, I have some shout-outs this week. I had two new followers since the last episode. Um, the first is Miki Stopwatch at a small giant on Twitter. Um, they recently came off of a Manga Machinations um, anime interlude episode. So Manga Machinations is a podcast that I plug uh, semi-frequently on this show. Um, they usually cover manga, but they have these um, episodes when a uh, new anime season comes around where they cover anime from that season or the past season. Um and uh, yeah, Miki Stopwatch just came off of that, so go check them out on Twitter. Um, I do have another follow from Key at Oh Hey Oki. Um, they're actually an artist and a very good one at that. I retweeted one of their drawing collections, so if you guys are curious, you can check that out. It's very like anime inspired, so I think it'd be right up um, your guys' alley. Um, I really liked it, so um, I followed them back. Uh, thank you guys for the follows and. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, if you guys are curious, uh, their names won't be in the description, but if you go to my Twitter, you will see them in my recent followers, um, and you can check out their pages for yourself. Um, so this is episode 24. It's on Toriko, which is a manga series written and illustrated by Mitsutoshi Shimabukuro. This was recommended by um, one of the listeners, um, Hengoroni. Uh, thank you for the recommendation. They had originally recommended something else. I couldn't cover it because it wasn't available digitally. Um, so... But Toriko is perfect because it's in the Shonen Jump app, uh, all the the entire backlog of chapters. The series is complete, and it's also available physically, too, so it's actually a really accessible series to cover. Um, so about a little bit about Shimabukuro. Um, he, uh, I think it's a he, he initially wrote a gag manga um, before Toriko um, that ended in 2002, and that was because it was cancelled. Um, and the circumstances of the cancellation is kind of kind of sucks. Um, he was arrested for a certain crime and served two years in prison. Um, when he got out, he released another manga that was like three volumes and then Toriko, which is like his first big success. Um, not gonna lie. Um, the reason he got arrested was pretty gross. Um, but I'm not, I don't really feel like talking about it. Um, so I'm just going to skip past that. Um, uh, I didn't know about this. I didn't know about it before I was reading the series. So kind of, I'm not saying it soured me on the, um, manga but it did sour me on that mangaka so um yeah uh and toriko was adapted into an anime by toei animation in 2011 i think they're the same studio that animates um shows like one piece and dragon ball so pretty pretty big uh animation studio they typically pull stuff out of jump um they remind me of that other studio studio Pero, which um has adapted um like naruto and bleach um in, into anime um Toriko was published by Viz um, in English. It's uh, 43 volumes. It's complete, um, about 400 chapters. The last volume was released in August of 2018, and all of them are available through the Shonen Jump app. Um, if you pay the $2 a month, you get access to the entire um, backlog of chapters. So um, it ran in Jump from 2008 to 2016, um, so it's actually relatively recent. I didn't know. I was surprised. It's just that uh, you don't. it doesn't have the same... Um, reputation i guess is like other series like naruto and bleach um toriko kind of just slipped underneath my radar um so it's odd that i it completed it ran its whole run and i didn't even know um 
Uh, it's considered an action, adventure, comedy, and fantasy, uh, and that's the the tags that myanimelist.net gives it. Wikipedia calls it ad- adventure, comedy, and fantasy. Um, so they line up pretty well. Um, so Toriko is about a... I guess he's a he's considered a gourmet hunter, and he's like slash chef. Um, gourmet hunters in this world, um, they go out and um, find like rare ingredients because they're trying to complete full course meal menu. So that's Toriko's motivation. Um, he's scouring the world to find in the finest ingredients to create his perfect full course meal. Um, he's like this big buff dude with wild hair, scars on his face. Um, and he has like a strong passion for hunting rare prey or rare ingredients. Um, he lives in a candy house, um, and uh, I thought that was interesting. Kind of, um, kind of, you don't think of that he lives in one when you look at the way he looks and his personality. In fact, many other characters in the uh, manga like likened him to like a caveman or just like a brute, you know. But he lives in a candy house, so he has like a soft side, I guess. Um, he. Um, has like this crazy sense of smell um he can like sniff people from miles away or just like like track um animals um he has like this inhuman strength he can lift giant beasts and throw them um and he's immune to poison and the story gets a little bit into that later when um apparently this is common among gourmet hunters um and he's not the only one doing uh the the whole full course meal hunting it's just like a thing in this world other gourmet hunters are doing the same thing trying to complete their um full course meal menu um so they're just hunt- they're all kind of competing not competing but everyone's kind of um hunting for their the finest ingredients for their menu um so like when an important character like a uh, another gourmet hunter pops up in the manga um they're basically their full four cor- full course meal menu pops up on the page and it shows stuff like soup uh, fish course meat course dessert um and it shows which boxes they've checked already and what is in those uh boxes um and then we have another character named komatsu who is basically toriko's little sidekick um he's the complete opposite of toriko he's small scrawny um very curious which is part of the reason why he joins toriko on his quest because he wants to find all of these um new and exciting exotic uh foods that he's never been exposed to before so he's like super excitable um he works for a company called ego which is like um it's the it's just like a big recurring thing in this story so far um ego they invest in gourmet hunters to get rare food for them to like resell and i think they do like some genetic engineering um they're like a big play in in this manga i don't know if they're necessarily a good organization or not um that has yet to be decided but they do some shady stuff um so i'm not sure but toriko seems fine with them a lot of people seem to just tolerate them so i guess it's cool um komatsu also owns his own restaurant he's the head chef there um and he uh yeah so he basically just tags along with toriko on his quest so that he can be exposed to new things and find delicious foods later we meet another character named coco um he basically is wearing what looks like piccolo's outfit from dragon ball um he even has a capsule shaped house so i don't know if he's like a an homage or whatever um um, he's a fortune teller uh in the story right now but he's also considered one of the four kings in this story um i i don't i guess the four kings are like the top four gourmet hunters whatever toriko is also considered one of them um coco has been out of commission for a while um, as a gourmet hunter so that's why he's doing the whole fortune tell fortune telling gig um when we run into him in the story um and he also tags along with toriko and komatsu 
though he only tags on for one of their hunts, so it's like a little mini arc um, where he's there, and then they part ways, but I'm sure he's going to be back um, in the story. He seems like a, a character that's going to be recurring, so... Um, and he also has some other abilities, um, like being able to see in the dark, and um, it complements his fortune-telling ability, because apparently he can read people's, like, electromagnetic waves or something. Um, so yeah, and then he, like, his main shtick is, like, he has these poison techniques. Um, that's, the, that's the odd thing about this series. It doesn't seem like there's any established rules for, like, the powers that these characters have. It's a fantasy world, and... Um, and I, there's really no... I mean, they explain, like, why Toriko has, like, poison immunity, but, like, for, like, his brute strength or, like, his sense of smell, they don't really um, talk about it too much. It's like these gourmet hunters, I guess, train to, like, in, inhuman levels and acquire these, like, inhuman-like abilities. Um, granted, I didn't get super far. I'm, like, th on the... Th I'm, like, at the end of the third volume, I guess, if I was going by the chapters. Unfortunately, I, I wanted to read more. I just didn't have the, the time... Um, I'm definitely sticking, going to stick with it, but I'm sure later on, I mean, this manga like this, they run for a long time, they have plenty of time to flesh out the rules of the universe, um, what kind of world it is, and so on and so forth. Um, speaking of the world, um, one thing I do like about Toriko is that there's like, it has like plants and animals that are from our world, but then they have some that are not. So like, we have animals that look like real life things, but then they're either like super big or they have like extra limbs or features that make them different. Or they're like weird hybrids between like animals we're familiar with. Like there's a snake frog with a, like it's like a frog head snake body. Um, and again, like do some real animals do exist. So I'm not sure exactly what's going on in this world. It seems like a blend between just like a fantasy world and also like our world. Um, I do, I do remember um, Toriko mentioning a Komodo dragon, so and he and he seemed to be talking about stuff that's like factual, like real life facts. So like occasionally this manga will throw out some details that um, that are accurate to real life, but then again this is also a fantasy world, so I don't know. It's like a weird blend between the two. Um, that Komodo dragon fact in particular, um, I think Toriko mentions that the Komodo dragon has like more than sixty kinds of bacteria in its mouth. So if it bites into something, the bacteria will eventually kill it off. Um, and funny enough, I actually looked this up to see if it was true. And this was a um, this was something that was researched and back in 2013. It was actually debunked, so it's actually a myth that was included in this manga. Of course, the manga started in 2008 when this was um, you know still like factual before people actually looked into it. But I thought that was interesting. So the author is clearly pulling from real life information. Um, and occasionally um, puts it throughout the manga for the reader to um, get some more insight, I guess, or, you know, learn some new things. Um, so um, just be careful because not everything is uh, factually. Some stuff is outdated like that. So that apparently that Komodo dragon bacteria in the mouth thing is a myth now because they actually did some research and found out that it um, Komodo dragons have the same, like, dental hygiene as, like, other rep reptiles. It's, it's not any uh, different um, or, you know, deadly or anything. Um but uh, yeah, um, Shimabukuro, whenever he's like introducing a new creature or whatever, um, he drops a lot of exposition regarding like the thing in question. So for instance, like there's a arc with a puffer whale and he talks about it, its effect on the world's ecosystem. And he even has like a two page spread of its anatomy. So yeah, he gets like super nerdy with it. And uh, he, um, it reminds me of this other manga I read called Delicious in Dungeon that had a lot of like fantasy um, monsters in it, but they would hunt and kill them and, and you know cook them up and then explain like the cooking process and like the just the whole the detail of how the uh, monster would function 
and and if this was like a real life treating it like as as if it was a real life thing and uh, i feel like um um shimabukuro is doing the same thing here with toriko um just trying to give like a main you know a conceptual like outline of like how this monster or this hybrid would function in real life if it was real so that's pretty cool i like that about the uh, manga um let me see um and yeah, just uh, talking about the animals in question, um, like when Toriko goes on hunts, each animal has like a capture level and it starts at one, one being the easiest. And so for like the highest capture level I've seen, it was like, I don't even know, like in the 60s or something. So it goes pretty high. Um, and I guess that's uh, his way or their way of showing, you know, the um, power scaling, I guess, um, how Toriko um, compares to his, you know, his enemy. Um, so I, I imagine uh, that's going to be a recurring thing. This um, capture level—it's uh, a—it's a nice, it's a neat addition, just so you can get a, an idea. I just don't know what the highest capture level is. I don't know if it's like up to one hundred or, or or who knows. Um, but it's pretty—it's pretty neat though. Um, let's see. Um, I guess I could talk a little bit more about the art. So like one thing I really appreciate about this manga, the backgrounds—it really feels like it feels like Dragon Ball in a respect. Um, it's a lot of nature, um, just really wide open areas. Um, one thing I do like is that the nature has a, some sort of like foodie twist to it. So like, for example, there'll be like bushes that have bacon for leaves, um, stuff like that. There's like, wa you know, like waterfall or like running water that's chocolate or something. It's like, it's interesting. Like that's how the, this manga kind of like adds a little twist to its world is that it makes nature it turns nature into food too which is uh pretty neat um i'm sorry i'm getting distracted because uh my dogs are going crazy it's thunderstorming outside and everyone's home so i want to get this episode out though so I'm trying my best to um stay focused um <laughs> so um another thing is that this manga has really nice two-page spreads uh shimei bukuro uses them a lot um actually like so often that I actually begin to note it i begun to notice how often he uses them this reminds me of like um asano inyo he does a lot of two-page spreads and i just love it when um manga uh, mangaka do this because it um especially like for scale um it's just like it's really impressive to see that um spread across two pages um especially like uh, uh large like large-scale creatures with like um a really high capture level in this manga when they get like introduced like revealed or when Toriko finally runs into it it's just like this massive beast and it's just like it's really impressive to look at um and it really just showcases the 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 scale but also like the really cool designs of these things um <clears throat> so I did mention like the focus of the story is food obviously um but it's considered an action manga the the action so far is not like super impressive um it, I think it's definitely there's definitely more of an emphasis on the food um but i'm again i'm very early in the story and i think where i left off there's um this kind of like gladiator like tournament going on between these beasts or whatever um so i'm sure there's uh you know a lot more action to be um found in the later chapters i just wish i got a little more into it um early on um but um toriko uh because he's the main character i feel like it's you know important to go into some the, the way he fights his abilities so i did mention like some of his abilities early on but um he fights with his bare hands um he has like this battle mode quote unquote where like he he one hand is poised like in a chop and that's like his knife hand so he'll slice with it and the other hand is poised like a claw and his fingers kind of serve as like 
the prongs in a fork. So that's like his fork hand. So he'll like stab with his fork hand, dig into his opponents, and then slice with his knife hand. And it's kind of silly, but it plays into the whole like food aspect, and it's 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 fun to watch. Um, Coco fights with um, poison, so uh, he's a little more like shonen-y with his abilities. Like he can cover his body in poison. He can shoot poison from his fingertips. Um, and uh, unfortunately, um, what's his name? Komatsu. He's so far he hasn't really gotten in on the action. He just seems like a regular human person. So, um, but uh, yeah, Coco and Toriko they both fight with like what basically looks like personas from the persona video game series um or like uh, if you guys are familiar with jojo's it's like stands um or not i'm sorry uh not no i i, I confuse myself in my own notes they do not fight with personas or stands um but they when they get like intense like into the battle or they're like kind of like powering up it's like almost like super saiyan mode for them um they kind of have like these I don't know if these are physical manifestations or if this is just like a, you know, like a metaphorical artistic flair that the author adds. But like when Toriko gets intense, this like demon form of, uh, forms above him. And like, uh, same thing with Coco. It's like the snake-like demon forms above him. Um, and uh, I don't know what effect it does other than it's like, okay, stuff's about to go down. They're going into their full power modes, but it doesn't seem like it has any real effect on the battle. So I'm not sure. Um, it was kind of a little, a little confusing, but, um, it was, it was interesting though. Um, it was definitely impressive, uh, the art. Um, I, it took me a little while to warm up to this, but, um, I think with Shonen like this, you got to give them time because it's still introducing it, its main cast of characters. It's hasn't developed a, a main villain yet or like, you know, so, um, but it does have a main goal, which I think is pretty unique. Like he's trying to hunt down these rare ingredients to complete his full course meal. And the full course is like 12 items or something like that. So it's got, um, room for, um, quite a lot of story. And obviously that's the case because it's like 40 something volumes. So, um, yeah, um, I enjoyed this. Um, it's definitely different. Um, cooking manga in particular, not really my thing though. I've read ones that I've liked. So this is, this is definitely, um, one that I've liked, uh, uh, Delicious Intentions, another one. I kind of got a little bored with that one, but it's still pretty good. Um, food Wars was another one. So, and they all tackle. It's weird they all tackle um, food in their own different way. So actually, if, if you guys enjoyed this, I would recommend also checking out Delicious Intention and and Food Wars. Uh, food Wars is very easy to check out because it's inside the Shonen Jump app, which is where this is. So, um, yeah. Uh, so I do have some community input from um, Hengoroni who recommended this. He said, Toriko is a very creative shonen manga with amazing world building and a very diverse and remarkable cast of characters. The scope of the world feels immense and every area feels like it has its own ecosystem and every city slash town feels like it has its own culture. Um, and I definitely agree with the world building. I mean, even the little bits of towns that I've seen, um, I'm not sure where they are situated in the overall map of the world. But um, I did feel like each had its own distinct look to it, its distinct culture. Um, and uh, right now, I think they're inside the Ego Lab, um, which is like just this has this massive like, yardage. Um, and they have like different sections, like little biomes within the lab. Um, and one of them happens to be like this small well, it's actually, it's not small. It's actually like the size. I think the manga actually made a note. It's like the size of Texas. So, like this island. Um, and that has its own, um, like, biome. It's, like, its own biome. So, like, there's, like, these... There's, like, these areas within these areas. Um, and it's actually been pretty impressive, like, the diversity um, that I've seen so far and, and, and this early on. So I'm actually pretty excited to see how much this world expands. 
um, and just like how you know how massive it is and and also get a clear idea about like how the world functions if this is the human world or not I can't tell if it's like a hybrid um, I'm not really sure where it's situated right now without looking up spoilers obviously um, I, I don't know yeah I'd rather discover that on my own though so I'm looking forward to that um, as for the characters I do feel bad because I, I, I know I haven't seen all the characters like in some later art I know there's other characters that come into play and um, I wish I got the chance to meet them before recording this uh, podcast episode. Um, I think in this, I, I've been experimenting with some things, like some ideas. I think I'm going to end up doing follow-up episodes, maybe, um, in later podcasts. Maybe as like a bonus episode or something. I don't know. I don't know yet. I still have to like nail down what exactly I want to do. But um, for series like this, where I, I only was able to like dip my toe into them, I would love to do like a follow-up episode. Um, maybe like a follow-up either like review or something I don't know um, I gotta think about it because um, a series like this it I mean granted the goal of this podcast is to introduce you to new manga and you know it's not exactly a, like a full like, like I'm not trying to like encapsulate the entire series in, in like a short review or something like that but I think uh, to do the some of these manga more justice I would have to do like some sort of follow-up I don't know I'll figure it out um yeah, I think that was all. Thank you, Hangaroni, for one, the recommendation, two, the feedback. Really appreciate it. And again, thanks to my two new followers. Really appreciate you guys. Um, next week, the series is going to be Grand Blue Dreaming. This wasn't a recommendation. This was just one of the ones I had next in my uh, my library of manga. So uh, Grand Blue Dreaming, it recently had an anime ad- adaptation. I think it was like last season or season before. Um, it's written by Kenji Inoue and illustrated by Kimitake Yoshioka. Yoshioka. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I bought like the first three volumes for that. So hopefully I could read the, all three of those before next week. But it's also spring break and I have no idea what's going to be going on. So, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening and I will catch you next week.